and we are live and we are back let's go another installment of wealth wednesday i actually don't know which number is i think this is the fourth one this might be the fifth one so it's been a month this is the fourth one i mean it's been a month of no jordan i'm Corey, one half of the cordon of full effect podcast this is your first time listening my co-host jordan is on paternity leave still on core and full effect we discuss finances and fitness or health and wealth or whatever you want to call it on the finance side of things jordan is the fitness side so with jordan out we got finance only related topics and you can already see what we're getting into today joint bank accounts but before we get into that make sure you like the video for you youtube listeners make sure you leave those rating reviews on those podcast platforms for those podcast listeners for our contact information myself i'm silent underscore Corey, and jordan is stop stalling jay you can find us on twitter instagram and tiktok and the rest of our contact information will be in the show notes on youtube okay look at see i'm getting i'm getting better at the intro y'all now i want to say real quick for I don't even know if it's any upcoming Wealth Wednesdays, but any episodes in general. I've been trying to decide when to, quote unquote, go live slash drop information as soon as it comes out, sort of like I did with the student loan. So I still got to do a student loan recap video. I think I'm going to continue to do the Wealth Wednesdays, and those will be more, I guess, topic based. But whenever something crazy happens in the world, financial world, then I guess I'll just drop a video timely but you know if it drops on monday i might as well wait till wednesday and it's doing it on the wealth wednesday so that's what i'm dealing with right now but definitely we'll make sure the information is more up to date because we started doing that on core in full effect with the um current events section oh that's what i named it do those current events i was trying to think of a title to, to call that type of stuff so current events there we go all right boom as you know, on Wealth Wednesdays, this is your first time. We get straight to it because on Corner Full Effect, there's a lot of filler with myself and Jordan because we've been messing around a lot of times in the beginning. But on Wealth Wednesdays, we get straight to it. So joint bank accounts. Okay, so the first question is, what is a joint bank account? I'm, I'm going to first say there is a lot of... Whenever I see this discussion, I don't think I've ever seen people from the banking side of things discuss this, which is who should be discussing this as far as explaining exactly what it is now, whether or not you should get it or not, or who it's for, that's you know more subjective. But as far as what is a joint bank account, I have rarely, if ever seen bankers discuss it. So I'm gonna give you my almost six year bank teller, credit union teller, definition, not an opinion on what a joint bank account is. Because a lot of times people think when you joint bank accounts, they're like extremely restrictive or gives whoever you have joined on the account because it doesn't have to be your spouse. All these, I don't know, just confusing. All these extra rights or privileges or makes them more controlling or you, it's better to have separate bank accounts or individual bank accounts, whatever. So a joint bank account. Let's first define what a bank account is. So everyone has an individual bank account or a separate bank account, as you all like to say, right? Because the opposite of joint is separate. But everyone has an individual bank account who opens a bank account when they if they're 18 or older. If you are under 18, so you're someone who had a bank account, essentially, you know, when you had your first job, right, 15, 16, working at McDonald's, you had a joint bank account if you were under 18, because for a minor to have an account, they can be the primary on the account or the main person on the account, but they still need a joint owner on the account and usually that was your mom or dad or whoever your guardian was okay 
So if you had a bank account under the age of 18 and you're still using that account and you've yet to update the joint owners or people who have access to the account, you still have a joint account to this day. Okay, I still had a joint account probably to the last five, four or five months. And then I updated my parents to a convenience user, which I'll, I'll get into later on for the different type of uh, privileges on accounts. But that that's how a joint bank account works. You always have an individual account or the primary customer member at banks, people are customers, at credit unions, people are members. But there's always a primary on the account. And by definition, there's one person on the account. It's automatically, quote unquote, separate, as you all like to say, in relationships where we have separate bank accounts. Everyone's bank account is a separate bank account. You, the fact that you are married to someone, it doesn't give you some extra bank privileges as far as your account. If you have an account at bank A and I have an account at bank A and we're the only ones on our accounts, so we both have separate bank accounts from each other. OK, neither of us has somebody joint on the account. Therefore, it's not a joint account. So there's. Quote unquote, no banking term for a separate bank account. You're just the only person on the account. So you're the only person with all the rights and the privileges and things like that. When you add someone joint onto your bank account, this can vary for finance from financial institution to financial institution. But usually a joint owner essentially means that that person who's joined on the account. So let's just say John Doe, right, has an account. He's the primary. Then he ends up getting married and his wife, Jane Doe, is now a joint owner on the account. Essentially, Jane Doe can do everything pretty much that John Doe can do on the account, but essentially kick John Doe off the account. So she can usually deposit checks into that account that are made out to her. She can make withdrawals from the account. She can obviously de deposit cash. Banks usually don't have too many restrictions in depositing cash, but she can make transfers on the account. And those are three main things, withdrawals, deposits, and transfers. Well, transfers are withdrawals and deposits, but regardless, she can do those three main things as if it was her own primary or her own individual account. So if Jane Doe has her own separate account away from the joint account with her husband, John Doe, what can Jane Doe do on her separate account, as you guys like to say, or her own individual account, right? Individual is a better word to use than separate. Okay. All the bank accounts are separate at a bank. The bank, the bank accounts don't get merged as people like to use. And that's the one thing I said, it'd be better off if bankers were having this conversation because like a merged bank account isn't a thing, quote unquote, or even, even a joint bank account. Because someone is always the primary and then that primary has to add people onto the account, except in the cases with minors where the parent can open it up as the joint. OK, but if Jane Doe has her own individual or separate account, what can she do on that account? She can deposit her checks into it. She can make withdrawals and deposits from it and do transfers. OK, so essentially she has the same privileges or rights as a joint owner or account she's a joint owner on as she does for her own individual account. Like I said, the main difference is she can't remove John Doe from his account because he's the primary on that account and she's a joint on it. So if John Doe, let's say, was also joint on Jane Doe or his wife's account, Jane or the wife does have the ability to remove John as uh, at, from the account as a joint owner. She can also change him from a joint owner to a convenience user, all these different type of things, payable on death, power of attorney. Um, trustee, if it's a trust account, all these different type of things. So that's what you can do as the primary. You can change the privileges of people who are on the account. Some banks may require you 
to get a whole new account number to rem uh, remove people if they don't um if the joint owner doesn't provide their signature that's because you can imagine right all the rules are made for bad guys so when people get divorced it gets kind of messy with that type of stuff and i'll get into a situation like that as far as the pros and cons for it but that's what a, a joint bank account is you're giving someone whether they're your spouse your mom your dad your sibling your grandparent you're giving them access to essentially do almost everything that you can do on the account. That's what a joint bank account is. It has nothing to do whether direct deposit comes in. It has nothing to do whether or not you pay the bills out of it. All this other stuff that people stack on top of it, it has nothing to do with that. Yes, the person has access as far as can they see the account, the transactions and things like that. But, but depending on what financial institution you're at, most financial institutions require you to have a savings account or if you have a credit union, a prime share where, you know, everyone has a quote unquote savings account, the initial account that you make when you open up an account. Some financial institutions have it set up where if that person is joint on the um, the savings account, even if they're not on the other accounts, like your checking account or any of your loans or like, you know, a sinking fund account that you have. The fact that they're on that savings account, that primary account or that initial account you open when you open up your bank account, they can get the monthly statement that your bank sends you. And since they can get that monthly statement, they have access still to all the transactions as far as what goes in and out the bank account from a money standpoint. They might not be able to perform transactions on all the accounts, withdrawals, transfers and depositing their own checks, but they do have access to see the transaction history because they get access to the monthly statement and your monthly statement shows you everything that happens in the account. Okay. So you have to be weary of that too. Again, that's why I said people on the bank side, maybe need to start having this conversation about joint bank accounts versus just people be saying what they do and what works well for their marriage and things like that. And then you, you guys get confused on exactly what the account is in and of itself. And then, so since what the account is from a joint bank account standpoint isn't clearly defined or misrepresented, then people have the wrong mindset as far as, well, should we join bank accounts or not, right? So one of the reasons people might not join bank accounts is because there are some cons, okay? But there are also some pros, so I'm going to get into those. Man, look at my... Look how that uh, Ron. I got, my, I got to take the deer part stuff. Off. I, I know, like, who's watching this? But I got to make sure we don't get flagged or nothing like that. No sponsorship with the deer part or any financial institution I mentioned. Okay, but so the pros and cons of joint bank accounts. What are the pros? Well, the pros are it gives whoever is the joint owner access to the account to perform transactions. So let's say you're out of town somewhere, and let's say the mobile app is down, right? Excuse me and the call center is backed up. They have the ability to go in and perform the transaction that you were trying to do. They, they can just go in there and do that as long as they join the account um, where you have whatever money you want to do. So let's just say, you know, you go to Vegas or something like that, right? And then, you know, the app is down for whatever reason, the Wi-Fi trash in a hotel, something crazy like that. And all you can do is call them, send them a text and like, hey, yo, I need you to transfer, you know, $1,000 for my savings to my check-in, okay? They can go to the financial institution or if they have the online access, they can go they can go on the um, the online website, the website or the application itself and make that transfer for you. OK, that's what the ability of a joint owner does as far as a, a pro standpoint. They're able to perform transactions in situations where you can't. And um, that helps you out when you don't know you need it. And obviously, if you're managing finances a certain way, that really doesn't come into play. But whenever anything like that happens it gives you just a little backup in that case you can have a convenience user instead right on the account which they are allowed to do 
essentially the same things as a joint owner besides deposit their own checks. So they can still make the transfers and things like that, the withdrawals, quote unquote, on your behalf or as a convenience user. But they can't actually put their own money into the account because obviously I don't know who, who gets checks now. But if they're putting checks in there, if the checks bounce, then that comes back on the account. And since technically you're the primary, regardless of a joint account, you're the primary. That, at the end of the day, that ends up falling back on you. OK. Um, one of the other pros, again, marriage, right, is that usually people have a joint account or a merged account where all the money goes into. And that might be the husband's account, but the wife is the main one doing the transactions, running the errands. So she needs to be preferably joint on the account so she can go in and move all the money and things like that. Y'all still be surprised, though, how many people still get checks. I mean, millennials might not get as many checks, but people still get people still get a lot of checks. OK, but that's one of the, the pros of being joint on the account allows a person to essentially perform transactions on your behalf. And that's a nice little backup. Now, the cons of a joint account, as you can imagine, <laughs> the double edged sword of the pros, they have all the access to the account. So, yes, they can come and wipe out all of your money. However, you should only have a joint bank account in the rare case, right, where your parents open your account. That's different under 18. But you should only have a joint bank account with someone you're married to. So you can at least have the general legal protections that are supposed to come with divorce, right? Depends if you're the man or woman when it comes to divorce. But so you have those protections that come along with a divorce process, okay? But what happens is husband and wife get into a fight and then someone says they want a divorce and now they're both in their car speeding down to the bank or the credit union. And then they both walk in, sit down separately, and then the MSR or the the, the customer service Represented depending on your bank or credit union, but the person who you see open up your accounts and issue your debit card, things like that. That person has one has the wife and another person has the husband and whichever one of those people can type the fastest and withdraw all of the funds out the account, move it to the other one and then remove the person off the account. Um, they're there. They make that person the winner that day. So the husband and wife come in, the wife sit down and says, hey, withdraw all this money out of this account that I'm joint owner on, which she has perfect, which she is well within her rights to do, transfer all this money to my account and then remove my joint owner, because it don't matter if it's a spouse or not, remove my joint owner off my account. Now, like I said, now um, it might be set up to where you might need to make a whole new bank account, which takes a little bit longer than just removing somebody joint off the account. Again, like I said, if the joint owner is not okay the removal from the account because, you know, again, bad people, right? This situation has occurred and then it just makes it a little bit complicated and people are upset and asking the bank, why did they, did you let this person remove all my money off the, out of my account? It's like, well, they're joint owner. That's what joint, joint owners can perform transfers. And as long as your account is good standing and they don't, you know, remove you past, um, take you below the uh, minimum requirement as far as balances in your account, that's what they get to do. Now, that isn't to deter you from joint bank accounts or to get married, just letting you know what the cons are. That's what can happen. But again, your parents can do that. I remember I had a situation, a kid was 18 years old. So in this case, right, his parents were joint on, on the account. They had to be. He was saving up for community college and he comes in to withdraw a couple thousand dollars to pay for school. And I'm looking at it, I'm laughing because I'm like, you know, this kid just turned 18. Like he just graduated high school. I'm like, why he thinking he got all this money in his account? Then he tells you, like, nah, I've been saving like for years. I pull up his, you know, his his account history. And I'm like, oh, he has been. And I see all the money taken out. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this joint owner on your account has taken all the money out. Now the joint owner 
there was a woman on the account or, you know, a woman name, let me know, you know, all right, all right, 25 percenters. But there was a woman's name on the account with the, I believe the same last name as him. Then there was, I think, a man's name on the account with the same last name as him. Actually, no, none of them, had, neither of them had the same last name. But the man, I said, you know, the man, you know, John Doe has taken all the funds up to your account. I'm like, you know, who is that? He's like, that's my stepdad. I'm looking like, well, you know, sorry, but he, he's joint owner. So, you know, and he took all the money. I was like, you know, do you know why he took it? He's like, nah, I, I don't know why he took that. And I'm thinking, I don't know how long, you know, he's been your stepdad, but I, I hope he's your, he's your actual legal guardian and not just your stepdad because, your mom got to explain why he put him on the account because she didn't need to do that. She just had to be on the account and the mom hadn't taken the money. Who knows if the mom was one who told the stepdad, you know, to go down there and take it, things like that. But that's one of those, those are the significant cons of a joint, of a joint owner. That's one of the reasons if you do have an account before you, you um, before you turn 18, you make sure that, you know, once you turn 18, if you have those type of finan financial issues with your parents growing up that you do remove them the day you turn 18 or you change your direct deposit right away and get, you know, get a completely new bank account. But the, I mean, th those are the cons of that. It all, I mean, even, I mean, the cons of being under 18, right. You're not a legal adult, but since, since you, you have those joint owners in your account, if you're in a situation where you don't have an ID yet, and some of these finance institutions have uh, stricter check cashing policies for the account, you might be in a situation where, one of the pa the parents are no longer together, whether divorced or not, they're no longer together. And one of the parents has financial issues, so they can't really open up a bank account for you. So your other parent does. However, there's so much uh, friction in, in between your parents that one of your parents that opened a bank account for you, they don't allow you to go get your driver's license or they won't deposit your paycheck into your account. I, this is I'm speaking from experience. And so your other parent is trying to help you put the money in your account, but they can't they can't do that because they're not joined on it. So they don't have any actual actual privileges. And you can't have two bank accounts right at the same at the same place as far as being a primary. You can be joined on multiple bank accounts at the same place, but you can't be, have two primary <laughs> accounts at the same place. Right? That would defeat the purpose of primary. Okay. And since you're under 18, you need this other joint owner to approve anybody else to come on your account. Okay. So these are the complications that can come along with joint bank accounts. Obviously, the under 18 thing, that's really just, you know, if your parents or your guardians, whatever, are wonky, which is a whole other issue. That's that's child abuse in my eyes. So as a, a completely other issue, but that's those are the cons of um, of joint bank accounts. Okay, yeah, and the wrap up though with the kid who was saving for community college, I just had to look him in the face and was like, "Yeah, there's not a damn thing you can do. Like the money's going. I mean, if if your stepdad still got the money, you can try to get it back. But as far as any type of repercussions, now nah, you can't. No, there's no police report. There's no crime committed. Nothing like that. He joined on the account at the time of withdrawal." That's gone. He went and sat down with MSR and, you know, it's just like, bro, we can't do nothing for you. And I, I don't know what happened with that. Um, I could only imagine if his dad was still in his life and his death. I know because that was, mm, well, I'm not going to be in that situation, but my goodness. So I got to be careful of those type of things. What am I doing playing my headphones? I'm about to go to work. So I'm getting my stuff set up. Okay. So those are the pros and cons of joint bank account. Now, the last one is, <laughs> should you should you join bank accounts with your spouse? I've already said this before, and if I didn't say it, but I know I did. Joint bank accounts is only with spouses, okay? So we're going to remove, you know, everybody's over 18 in this situation. So we're going to remove the, where your parents are still joining your account. Joint bank accounts are only with spouses. If you have a joint bank account with someone you were not married to, that's on you. I recommend you unjoin that account or you make it separate, as y'all like to say, okay? 
So joint bank accounts should be reserved for spouses. Now, if you have a joint bank account with someone you're not married to outside of your parents, that should make it clear that joint bank accounts on a marriage thing, meaning just because you're married now, you get some extra privileges because you're joint on the account. No, 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 no. When you get married, you should join your bank accounts because it's going to give you another extra protection from a legal standpoint and the general pros that I mentioned. But let's just say you're significant other. Let's say you guys. Most people don't have power of attorney set up. And in Maryland, you have to have a health directive, but, you know, the pull the plug type of documentation set up. If you're in a situation where you are married, you have completely separate bank accounts or individual bank accounts, meaning neither of you have any uh, transaction privilege on the on each other's accounts. Right. What that means is either one one if, unless one of you is paying for all the bills, but most people are in a situation where one person pays for all the bills. So if you're each separately paying for the bills. OK, and the accounts are separate or they're both individual accounts. If one of you gets incapacitated, goes to jail, any anything crazy where they're not here to perform their bank transactions, you are SOL unless you have that power of attorney in place, which, like I said, most people don't. Now, if you want to operate on an individual bank account standpoint and you're married or separate bank accounts and you got a power of attorney, that's cool. Where something happens to them, then you become them so you can still do the transactions. Most people do not have that. The amount of times people come in and they try to perform transactions on their spouse's account. They'd be like, yeah, we married. It's like we, the bank don't care that you married. That's not a thing. There are no benefits at banks, to my knowledge, or credit unions for, quote unquote, being married. There's no benefits. The, the credit unions or banks that have more strict cash checking slash depositing privileges, they just they just looking to see who join on the account. They don't see, they don't matter if you're married or not. Now, we we will go against the rules, quote unquote, right, to provide better customer service, right? And if we can see that there's been some marriage, if we if we have your marriage license on file, right, you had to change your name and your account, things like that, then it's like, okay, right, we, we verify that you guys are married, so we might give you like a one-time courtesy transaction. But if you got individual or separate bank accounts, and let's just say your husband literally dies in a car accident, okay? And now the mortgage, for whatever reason, the way he had the mortgage set up, it came out of his savings account. OK, but his check gets deposited into his checking account and he he always transferred the money over to his savings account to pay the mortgage. Guess what? You're you are asked out. No one has the ability to move that money from the checking account to the savings account since he had no joint owner and you likely didn't have the power of attorney in place or attorney at fact. OK, that's why you need to join your bank accounts just off the strength of that alone. Again, your spouse here. I don't know why you're out here getting married with people. OK, and then not want to join the bank accounts. You're out here risking AIDS. You're out here risking death at childbirth, all these things. But lo and behold, you join this money. And it's like, mm. but remember, like I said, don't get on the same page when it comes to finance with your spouse. Same page when it comes to finance with your fiance. OK, don't marry somebody who you're not on the same page when it comes to your finances with. Let, let's let's all always remember that. Before you get married, if you take that route during your pre-marriage counseling or your marriage counseling process, things like that, or you can work with somebody, shout out to me, right? Financial coaching services in the description. They can show you how to quote unquote merge or join your bank accounts 
with what works best for you and your significant other and your relationship. A lot of the reason people won't, won't join their bank accounts is because they're financially illiterate. So they don't know anything about finances because most people are. Most people are struggling financially and they're afraid to tell their partner where their finances are at. This is why I recommend you just have somebody come in like myself and then just gonna understand and tell y'all, tell both of y'all that y'all both broke, not like one or the other is broke. Both of you are broke. Neither of you make enough money for your current finance situation. You have too much debt, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, y'all might be part of the people complaining that this 10K for the student loan forgiveness is not enough. Somebody just need to tell some of y'all that y'all broke. However, once that's on the table, because both y'all lying about it, you got all this credit card stuff over here that you're lying about. For some reason, you won't tell them how much student loan debt you got, like. Everybody don't got student loans. Well, everybody don't got student loans. I don't. But y'all get what I'm saying. And then you wonder why things blow up in your face. It's like you've been omitting the truth, which is against the law in court. That's why I call that lying. But you've been neglecting to tell the truth about your financial situation. And then you wonder why things blow up in your face. And then I always get confused when people have kids. Like, how do you decide who pays for the kids stuff? Because both of y'all got to pay for the kids. I mean, what are we talking about? Shout out to CPS. It gets very confusing. So should you join bank accounts with your spouse? Yes. If you are hesitant to do that, I'm telling you right now, you need to get with someone on the financial side of things, right? Some type of financial coach, advisor, whatever, who can explain to you how these things work. When you join your bank accounts and make them joint owner, nothing magical else happens. It's not like, I don't know, nothing happens. No, It's not like a video game. We get some reward. They're just joint on the account. They have the ability to see your account. That That's it. And if they want to make transactions on it, they should be making transactions on it. Now, when it comes to how you guys pay for bills, things like that, that is something on top of or after the accounts are joint. The joint accounts just give you the ability to do that. But the joint accounts does not mean that you guys should be looking at each other's bank accounts every day or every other day or putting money here or there. Where's you know, the, the bills get paid? That's not what the joint accounts mean. It just means you have the ability or privilege to do that. Now, if you actually want to merge your finances, which isn't really a thing because somebody is still the primary on the account. But if you want to have a situation where you dump both of your paychecks right into one account for the bills and then disperse out of that, that's perfectly fine. But before you can do that, you got to be joining the account. OK, and just because someone stops, if someone were to stop putting their paycheck right into an account that's quote unquote merged, as people like to say, the account doesn't become unmerged or unjoint. It's still joint slash merge. That, 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 depositing paychecks into it and things like that. Y'all, a joint bank account can have zero dollars and zero cents in it. It doesn't need any type of ACHs, record positive, anything like that going in and out of it, okay? So I want people to all, the main takeaway from this is just because your account is joint doesn't mean that you've given up, quote unquote, like all, all these rights, right? They just have, you still have the same amount of rights. The joint person, right, just now roughly has the same amount as you. Which when you get married, again, joint bank accounts or married people, the two become one. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, we talk about life insurance. I mean, dang, if you got life insurance and they're a freaking beneficiary. And this is why I said, like, people don't have the attorney, the power of attorney set up. But just think, if you're in a situation where you got life insurance and you're going to make your spouse get a million dollars in life insurance, you're going to give them the house. You're going to make them responsible for the kids and making sure their 529s, everything gets conducted as you want it to be. But then you still don't have them joint under the account. What what sense does that make? I know you know money don't isn't everything. Money is everything, but it's like, my goodness, some some of the stuff y'all got set up is like joint bank accounts don't outrank some of these things, i.e., having unprotected sex, right? I mean that that that's a buck. <laughs> y'all out here raw dogging everybody. So I mean, don't join it. Don't put everybody have sex on your bank account. But it's like my goodness, y'all got kids together, but the account's not joint. 
the rare case the accounts won't be joint is if someone does lie right about their finances so you got tax issues or anything like that and you want to have the account separated that's that's the rare cases but again that's when you should be working with a professional anyways all right so to wrap things up joint bank accounts all it is is you take another individual regardless if you guys are married or not okay and you just make them join the account being joining the account gives them deposit withdrawal and check cash and privileges and transfers as well okay pros and cons of bank accounts they get all those privileges so if you're out of town or you can't do something or you need something to be done with your bank account you have a joint owner on the account they can go in there and do things usually with little to no friction okay obviously please check with your financial institution on what they actually allow the joint bank account uh the joint owner to do on the account cons they have all these privileges so they can't take all your money out of your account okay however joint bank accounts highly recommend that you consider this only being for your spouse okay so if your spouse takes all your money you got other issues okay you got a divorce on the way where for the men you're you're about to lose all that money anyways okay should you join bank accounts with your spouse yes you need to join bank accounts with your spouse okay you you're you're still gonna have all your privileges okay I don't even understand why people really look at each other's bank accounts in the first place outside of doing the monthly budget. That should be the only time. Or if you're just getting started in your financial journey and your finances all over the place. Those are the only two times I recommend you being your finance, your, your significant other's bank account. When you're just getting started, trying to figure things out. And then worst case at the end of the month or the beginning of the month, whenever you do your budget. I really don't recommend it, you know, then once you've you know, been a couple months in on doing your budget, if y'all actually stick to your budget. You shouldn't need to look at your sniffing other's bank account. It, there's this thing called trust. I'm trusting that you executed this budget. That that's the one thing. When you're on a budget, I already know what money's in your bank account because we don't we on a joint budget. The budget is one as well, and the budget should reflect the bank account. That's why I recommend first thing I recommend is be on the budget. So you you already trumped that. So if y'all gonna run a joint budget together, what's the issue with being on the bank account? You're afraid they're gonna take your money. Good God, it's your spouse. My goodness. I mean it. It's crazy. You're afraid they're going to take your money, but then you got them sleeping in the house with your kids every day. It's like, all right, whatever. Okay. So that's it for joint bank accounts. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, in all honesty, if you're married, you're looking to get married and you're hesitant on getting your bank accounts joint, I'm dead ass serious. You need to sit down with someone on the financial side of things. You can sit down with me or somebody else. I can recommend you to somebody or videos to watch things like that. But the there's a lot of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt sometimes around joint bank accounts. And it's like, I don't know what y'all be talking about. And the issue is people get the bills begin getting paid or the merging of the bank accounts. They lump that into the joint bank account conversation. You got to have them separately. Okay. If y'all want to pay y'all bills out the same account, that's fine. But paying, everybody pays their bills how they pay their bills. That has nothing to do with the accounts, quote unquote, being joint. Like if you, if you all want to pay your bills out one account, then obviously you got to have the money in the account when the bills get paid. That's mad. I mean, like what? All right. So um, again, like I said, make sure you guys like for you YouTube listeners. Make sure you leave the rate and reviews for you podcast listeners. Again, I am sideline underscore Corey, one half of the Court and Full Effect podcast. My co-host is Jordan Stop Stalling J. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And all of our other information is in the show notes for my financial coaching. $50 for one one hour meeting a month. $100 for one one-hour meeting a week. Jordan 
Fit's business page is finally fit. His website is finallyfit.live. He and his wife are still on the respective paternity and maternity leaves. But once they come back, the live classes will be starting. But in the meantime, if you do sign up for Finally Fit membership, you will have access to their drive where they have all the classes that they have already performed. Okay. If you guys have any questions, concerns, or anything that you would like me to discuss, please leave a comment, shoot me a DM, however you want to reach out to me. But as y'all know, remember to save more and say less and keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.